Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for July 21st, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled, You Are Not a Mistake. You are destiny's child. I want you to know that. I want you to know that you are not a mistake, that God made plans for you from the foundations of the world. And then God, once you're born again, God will reveal to you the plans that he made for you, but will conceal from you. And then you start to, to discover the things that he already prepared for you. And now he's preparing you for the things that he prepared for you and all of this amazing thing. And it's like this revelation of, of your destiny, this revelation of your purpose, the revelation of your divine assignment, uh, the clearer the revelation, the, cl- the clearer you can see it, the stronger the pull. And this thing just pulls you into your future so that you can become the man, the woman that God called you to be. You are not on this planet for any other reason than God's designed purpose. God is a completely purposeful God. He sent you to this planet when he did and where he did because of why he did. And you say, well, hold on, Brother Pena. Well, what about somebody who was born out of wedlock? So what about somebody, look, even as painful as it, it could be, what if about somebody that was born as a result of rape? Even all of that, there's no human on this planet that was born devoid of purpose. Um, so there the, are the people that, that were born that their parents don't want them or their parents give them up or, or, or extenuating circumstances. But at the end of the day, even your parents, they cannot define you because they did not design you. We, we serve a God who sent us to this planet for such a time as this. Look at me. I want you to know that you are not a mistake. That said, uh, let's get into the word for this morning. Uh, I'm telling you, man, this is going to be good. So as I was meditating over what to share with you this morning, obviously we looked at Jeremiah 1 and 5 for the last couple of days. We're going to go back to Jeremiah again this morning, uh, 1 and 5. We're going to look at all the way down maybe to verse 8. But the title of today's message is the enormity of God's call. What I'm going to talk to you about this morning is the enormity of God's call. And it's so good. What As I was thinking about this, I was... I typed it out. I'm looking at this. I'm going over it. And, and some of the things that, and this is, this is what's amazing about preaching, is that you have somebody like me who's been studying something for over 20 years, who's had to process something for decades and gets to the point where, where you have a little bit of clarity around it. And then what, I, what it took me tw- 20 years to learn, I can share with you in 20 minutes. And so, so this is, I'm, I'm giving you things. Oh my God. That is God, right? It's God. It's God. And then, and, 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 you know, God uses me to, to teach it in a way that people can see, hear, and understand. So as I release this to you about the enormity of God's call for your life, I really want you to open up your heart to receive really, really open up your heart to receive this morning. So Jeremiah one and five, once again, the Bible says, before I made you in your mother's womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I chose you for a special work. Now I chose you to be a prophet into the nations. And Jeremiah responded. This is Jeremiah 1, 5 through 8 from the easy to read version. Jeremiah said, well, <laughs> but Lord, hold on for a minute. I don't know how to speak. You know, I'm only a boy. What are you talking about? A prophet into the nations? Like, you know, first of all, I'm young. Uh, I don't know how to speak. I'm only a boy. And God said, don't say that. Don't say I'm only a boy. You must go everywhere I'm going to send you. You must say what I'm going to send you to say. Don't be afraid of anyone for I will be with you to protect you. All right. So what does this mean 
for you today. Uh, I have so much in this that I, I just broke it down into two points, two major points, but there's going to be a lot of meat in these two points, a lot of meat on the bones. So as I give you these two things, this is where I need you to rid your heart and your mind of all distractors. And I'm going to try not to preach this morning because I really need to communicate clearly what God gave me for you this morning. Two things. Number one, here we go. You ready? All right. So number one, the initial response to the enormity of God's assignment for your life is often inadequacy. So the initial response to the enormity of what it is that God sent you to this planet to do is often inadequacy. When, when God reveals to you what he sent you to this planet to do, it can easily be overwhelming. See, God has known about your assignment from the beginning of time. So God knew it, God, you know, and he's God. So he has the benefit of knowing all things, having all power, and God is, is not intimidated by anything because he's God. There's nothing God can't do. However, you and I, we're humans and humans are in a different boat. We were born as mere men, right? And so we are finite. God is infinite and we are flawed. God is perfect. So we are finite and flawed. We're born as mere men and we, we have limited power, limited ability and limited understanding. And so then we get, we grow up. Like for me, I grew up in, in, I grew up in East New York, Brooklyn. Isabella grew up in Dominica. So we grew up and we are influenced by the conditions of our upbringing. So we either, we believe whatever we believe, you know, at that point when we're trying to get to know God, for me, I was 23 when I got born again. But at that point, whenever, how, however old you were, when you were giving your life to Christ, at that point, you believe whatever you believe because of the experiences that you had, because of the credible authority figures that were in your life. For me, it was my mother. For Isabella, it was her grandmother. And uh, and whatever relationship that you have with God to that point, right? Like growing up. So either you had a relationship with God or you didn't. Maybe you went to church. Maybe you didn't go to church. All of that. But you believe whatever you believe. You are a product, product of your environment for in, in, in a lot of ways. And you had credible authority figures that were speaking into your life or not. You, maybe for some people, uh, they were told you can do anything. For some people, you were told you're never going to be anything. right? And so, so whatever, you know, you come to God with all of this stuff, with all of this baggage, and then you hear God's voice. And when God reveals to you what he called you to do, it's, it's easy to feel either underqualified or flat out unqualified, right? So either say, oh, underqualified or just look, I'm, I'm not qualified. So God told Moses, go speak to Pharaoh. And, and Moses was like, nah, I can't talk. I mean, what do you mean go talk? I mean, like talking in front of people, that's God. So, so, so what happened was God, that's just not my thing. Right. And so, you know, so he was like, no, I, I can't speak. You, you want me to go speak? I can't speak. God told Gideon, you are a mighty man of valor. I'm calling you to basically lead a revolution. I'm, you're going to, you're going to lead a revolution. You're going to lead people. You're going to be a mighty man of valor. You're going to be a military commander. And, and Gideon was like, okay, God, <laughs> maybe you don't know this, but there's like 12 tribes in Israel, right? And if you line up all the 12 tribes in Israel, do, 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 my tribe is the last tribe. We're, we're like 12 out of 12. And then in my tribe, if you take all the men in my tribe and you line them up, like from here to, you know, 247 men or whatever. And, and like from here to, I'm like 247 out of 247. So he said, Gideon was like, I'm the weakest man from the weakest clan. I don't, I think you got the wrong guy. And so it's easy to feel inadequate. God told Jeremiah that he was a prophet unto the nations that he was going to go, not just prophesy, but prophesy unto the nations. And he was like, uh, uh, hold on. I can't talk. And first of all, I'm a young boy and this is just not something that I do. Right. So, so some of us, 
a lot of us, we feel intimidated uh, when, when God reveals it to us. Now, some people are, don't feel intimidated. Some people, like they run towards the call, not, not from it. Some people run away. Some people run forward. Paul ran forward. As soon as he got born again, he was like, oh, I'm supposed to preach. I'm ready to preach right now. And, they, and then everybody's like, whoa, hold on, Kimo Saba, you, you're trying to go too fast. And so, so some people run towards it. David was ready to lead, you know, the moment that the prophet anointed him with oil. I feel like I'm in that boat at 23 years old. As soon as I got born again, boom, I'm born again. And God told me, I don't know. It's just, I, I felt immediately. I told Leo Jacobs, the guy that led me to Christ immediately. I knew I was called to preach. And, and so, and I started preaching at 23 and I've never stopped preaching. And so some people run from it. Some people run to it. But either way, it's the enormity of the call, the, the initial response when you really, and the people that run to it, like me, is that we run to it out of ignorance is because you really haven't processed the enormity of the call. When you process the enormity of the call, then you're like, oh my God, I, I'm not qualified for this. Like, I can't do it. So Jeremiah was a young boy when God revealed to him the, the assignment. Hey, you are called, you're on this planet to be a prophet and you're going to prophesy to the nations. And Jeremiah was like, Lord, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a young boy. <laughs> and so, so Jeremiah was from the tribe of Levi, the Levitical priesthood, but you couldn't be a priest until you were 30. You could prophesy before that, but he was like, look, I'm not, I'm not 30 yet. I'm a young boy. I'm not supposed to be doing this yet. And I don't even know how to talk. And the problem is that Jeremiah was looking at his human position and he was looking at whatever perceived ability that he had or didn't have. Basically, he was checking his own resume. And God was like, look, I'm not checking your resume. God, God is like, I have endless power. Jeremiah was focused on himself and whether or not he considered himself to be up to the task. Now, God knew that he was not asking Jeremiah to do it on his own. So listen, for example, I, I, I see this all the time. God says, hey, you're going to operate in this position. I'm going to, I'm going to promote you. I'm going to give you that job. And people say, well, I'm not qualified for that. I don't even want to put in my, my name. I don't even want to put my name in the hat. Or God says, hey, go start this business. And somebody's like, I don't even, I, I don't even know the, I don't know the furthest thing about business. Like, I don't know anything about margins. I don't know anything about sales. I don't know. And God said, listen, stop. Like, I'm calling you to do something. Stop. I, I'm not relying on you. I'm relying on me. And this is the, the major difference between living by human works or human ability, human power, human strength, and living by faith. When you live by faith, it's like God reveals something to you. And of course, you don't feel qualified. Because if you felt qualified, it wouldn't be a calling. God is calling you to do something that you can't do. And so then you have to exercise faith to believe that God's grace is already on you to get it done. And I don't know how God is going to get it done. And it's like, okay, God, I'm down for whatever. You, you want me to do something? I'll do it. Now, I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know. Look, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a Dominican kid from Brooklyn. You want me to do that? Come on. I don't know anything about that, but I'm down for it though. If you want me to do it, I'm down for whatever. And so, so I'll go do whatever you want me to do and, and I'll attempt it. And so God calls us to do things that we can't do. He does this so that our reliance would be on him. But if we don't understand God's grace and we don't put the emphasis on God and his power, this is where people mess up. We start to question God because we're looking at us instead of looking at him. And so Jeremiah was looking at him, himself, instead of looking at God. See, the enormity of God's call often causes us to feel inadequate because as humans, we like to think about, am I qualified? We're looking at us instead of looking at God. And so, so yes, do, are you inadequate? Yeah, heck yeah, you're inadequate because you can't get it done if God don't get it done. God will call you to do something that you, you say, it, then God will call you to announce it. 
God will lead you to take him public and to say it out loud. And you're like, oh my God, I done said it now. And, and so you're like, okay, you go into your prayer closet. I've been there many times. Okay, God, I said it now. If you don't do it, it can't get done. So please come on, do it. I don't want to look stupid. You made me say this thing out loud. I done told everybody about it now. Come on, God, please. I need you to come through for me. Because if you don't show up, it can't get done. God, I mean, we could never do what God has called us to do without him, but that's the point. We don't have to do it. God does it through us. It is God. I remember uh, uh, God would tell me to lay hands on somebody and I'm like, man, I don't have no healing. Like I'm checking my pockets. I, I don't have healing. I can't heal nobody. And God is like, I'm not trying, dude, it ain't you. You ain't doing the healing. You're just the channel, the vehicle, lay hands on them. And I lay hands. Boop. I remember one time this, this lady had not been able to hear in one of her ears. It was her left ear and, and she had not has had some kind of accident, had not been able to hear in that ear for like either 13 or 18 years. I can't remember the, the name. I laid hands on her and then poof, she felt like a pop. And then all of a sudden she was here. Like God gave her a new eardrum. And so, so did I do that? Heck no, I didn't do that. That was God. So what I'm saying is God calls us to do things that we can't do. It's not about your power, your ability, your strength. It's the enormity of the call because it's all about God. Jeremiah's call was a supernatural call. So I can understand the apprehension. See, he's called to be a prophet, to prophesy. He now has to stand up and say out loud what God is going to do in the future. And no human can discern the future unless God reveals it to him. And so now this man is supposed to stand up and say what God is going to do in the future before it gets done. Now, this is dangerous. This is like at the risk of looking foolish. This is, you know, this happens. This is real life. Like I remember I was preaching one time and God was like, I'm preaching on the stage in front of everybody. And God says, tell that lady uh, that uh, and she was sitting there with two girls and, say, and I don't know this lady. And God says, tell that lady that she's been concerned about her son, but, but I have her son covered. And I was, I'm on the stage. I'm like, I ain't saying that. What if she don't even have a son? How stupid am I going to look? Like, you know, I, I, so I understand what it's like to be like Jeremiah. Jeff's like, uh-uh, I ain't do, I ain't trying to do all that. You know? And so, so and, and in that situation, what was funny was I was at Faith Outreach Church in uh, Hepzibah, Georgia, and I didn't do it. Like I was disobedient. The Holy Spirit told me to keep saying it and I, I refused to say it. And when I finished uh, preaching, I gave the mic to Bishop Richard B. Peoples and Bishop Peoples got up. He turned around without hesitation. He said, stand up, daughter. The Lord said, and he said exactly what the Lord told me to say. And I felt this small. And so what I'm saying is, yeah, God is going to call you to do something that you don't know how to do. God is going to call you to do something that if God don't do it, it can't get done. And, and so if Jeremiah provided the willingness, God already had the words. The, his job was to speak words. God was like, dude, I have the words. I just need your mouth. I have the words. I just need your voice. If we keep reading, we're going to see. I'll, I'll deal with this later. That God reached down and put his words in Jeremiah's mouth. And it's like, I don't need you to provide the words. I just need you to provide the mouth. If you give me your voice, I'll give you the words. He was like, okay. He was like, open your mouth. And he reached down and put a colt in Jeremiah's mouth. My point is that whatever God has called you to do, he'll provide it. He just needs you to provide the faith. So it's okay to feel inadequate at first. It's, it's okay to, to, to look at your assignment. It's like, oh my God, this is crazy. I don't know how I'm going to get it done. Fine. That's cool. But you still got to have faith. You got to have faith that God is going to do it. You got to have faith that, that, that it's God living on the inside of you. That, that yes, maybe you can't do it. And where you end, God begins. Where you run out, that God runs in. You know what I'm saying? So yes, it's all about God. It's God living on the inside of you. God is too big of a God to call you to do something that you could do on your own. 
Look at me. If you could do it without God, it's not a calling. If God calls you, if God, if you say God called me to do something today and it's something that you can do today, right? It's something that you can go get done right now with your power, your ability, your strength. You have the money to pay for it. You have the ability to get it done. That's not a calling. That's a task. God just gave you a task. Well, then go fill, go do the task. That's not a, that's not a calling. That's a task. A, a calling is something you can't do. A calling is something that's way bigger than you. A calling is something that's going to rely, that's going to cause you to rely on God. When God reveals to you what he called you to do from the foundations of the world, he's not checking with your bank account. He's not checking your credit score. He's not checking your resume. He's not checking your level of education. He's not checking your circle of friends. God is like, I know you're unqualified. I ain't trying to, I, I could care less. It's not about you. It's about me. It's, God, calls the clearly, clearly unqualified to do the seemingly impossible. Why? So he can get all the glory. At that point, it's all about God. God is not looking for your credentials. God is looking for your faith. Say amen to that. Oh my God, this is good. All right, number two. Number two, God is looking for you to rest in his power, his ability, and his strength. I only got two things for you this morning, and then I release you. God told Jeremiah that he would send him wherever he needed to go, and that he would give him the words to say whatever he needed to say when he got there, and that he would protect them every step of the way. Now, Jeremiah was afraid because he was looking at himself. Now, God was like, no, don't look at you, look at me. God was looking for Jeremiah to rest in his power, in his commitment, in his strength, in his grace. And what's true for Jeremiah is true for you. Look at me, look at me. Everything that you need to accomplish your divine assignment has already been stored up for you. Everything that you need. God finished you before you ever got started. And so, so God prepared you. Your life is already mapped out. Everything that you will ever now frustration sets in when you start asking God for something that's not yours. But when you're asking God for something that's already yours, that he already planned for you to have from the foundations of the world, that is in alignment with his finished work for your life, then yeah, it's now, it may not always be easy, but yeah, God is with you every step of the way. And it's God's grace on you. And you're tapping into God's grace with your faith. Now, God did you one better than he did Jeremiah. In the old covenant, they didn't have the Holy Ghost. They didn't have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was removed from man because of what Adam did in the garden. As soon as Adam ate, the eyes of both of them were open. They realized that they were naked and they covered themselves up. The Holy Spirit was removed and the Holy Spirit was not restored until Jesus came back, paid the penalty for what Adam did in the garden. And then on 50 days later on the day of Pentecost, boom, the Holy Ghost was restored and the new, co- the new covenant was established. And so in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit came upon people but he didn't live inside of them. New Testament. Now, if you're born again, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. So we have the Holy Spirit. The moment you were born again, now you have the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will empower you to do what you could not do without God. The Holy Spirit will lead you to open up your heart to believe and receive what God is calling you to do. It is not contingent. Look at, look at me. God's call is not contingent upon your performance. God's call is contingent upon his grace. He already gave you the grace. He gives you the power. He, he's saying, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I am with you. And your job is to believe it. Your job is to exercise faith that taps into God's grace. Your job is to believe and receive what God has already provided. Your job is to launch out and attempt what God is leading you to do at the risk of looking foolish, knowing that you maybe don't even know what the heck you're doing, but you're like, oh my God, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to, I'm launching out. God, you want me to, I'm launching out. Please don't let me look stupid. I don't know what I'm doing. And so you get out there and where you can't, God can't, where where you end, he begins, where you run out, he, he runs in. I'm saying that this is the life of faith and this is how we're supposed to live.
say amen to that. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice. See, I'm controlling myself because I could easily preach right here, but, but I really wanted you to get this. So lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, this is a season of leveling up for me. I level up by accepting your amazing grace. Now, you call me to do things that I could never do on my own, but you never expected me to do it without you. You empower me to do what I could never do without your grace. Not only that, but everything I would ever need is already prepared for me. So now you are preparing me for what you prepared for me. This preparation process is not a matter of trying. It's a matter of dying. My job is to die to self. I even die to my limits. I embrace your grace. I will complete my divine assignment before I die. I will leave a mark in this world that will outlive me, but it won't be me doing it. It's you, Father, living in me. You give me the words and you perform the work. This is why I choose to rest in your finished work and why I can boldly declare greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please, please go to todaysword.org. You want my notes? This was good stuff. Go to todaysword.org. There's a big red subscribe button on the top right corner of the website. Click on it, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, process. This is one of those messages you might need to listen to again. Get this down in your heart, digest it, process it, meditate on it, think about it, and then believe it. God calls you to do something you could never do without him. And he calls you to do it by grace. Do me a favor, two things. Share this message on your social media right now before you leave the screen and then leave me a comment. Uh, You know, I go back and I read every comment. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. God bless you.